it's all so crazy. Yeah, they can look at my channel on uh, YouTube. It's just Mr. Deity, M-I-S-T-E-R-D-E-I-T-Y. Or you can go to MrDeity.com, which is M-R-D-E-I-T-Y.com, which is a little confusing. You can also find us on uh, iTunes. And uh, I am supported by, by viewers. So if you like uh, the show and you like the ideas, head on over to the links that you can find on our website to Patreon or PayPal and whatever. And... Uh, Throw a little love my way, as they say. Yes. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, humor is, is the ultimate hack. You know, it's, it's your way in. It's, uh, you know, I don't care how good your security is make someone laugh and you, you've gotten in. Now you can do your damage, you know, if you're going to do it or, or do your good, whatever you're, you're going to do. Well, that's the old saying, uh, what is it? Oh, uh, it's uh, all-knowing, all-powerful, all-loving, pick two. Because you can't, you can't get all three. Would you like me to say? Give me what you'd like me to say. Yeah, there we go. Whether you're willing to put your dick in the palm of your hand and move it around a bit is not something that I can see the all-knowing, all-loving, all-powerful God of the universe being concerned about. There, there are all kinds of people who have had drunk sex. I have high sex all the time. So I technically, according to some people's definitions, have been raped just an unbelievable amount of time. You know, to me, at a certain point, you got to take a little personal responsibility. I think we just have to be smart and use, you know, that's one of the things that we claim to have. we got to be, we got to be smart about all of this, not just about uh, the criticisms, but about the tactics that we employ. All right, thanks. Hi, this is Mr. Deity, and I'm, while I normally don't support this kind of thing, I'm going to tell you to listen to apostasy now. It's, it's all so crazy. You just, you just popped my super thanks cherry. I have never been super thanked before. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Good day, apostates. Our guest this week is Heather Henderson. Heather is talented in so many ways. She's a singer, she acts, and don't ever underestimate her intellect, as she points out. She is uh, in the No God Band, along with uh, a number of talented people, including Penn Gillette, and along with Emery Emery, who we've had on the show before, Two of them co-host Ardent Atheist and Skeptical Yours. We go through a whole lot of conversation, and uh, we were happy uh, to have Terry Sakery, a previous guest, back on the show as a guest co-host since uh, Smashlock couldn't make it, and it's been way too long since we've had him on here. So, Terry, thanks for coming out. Heather, thanks for being here. Everyone, get ready to enjoy another episode with wonderful apostates, wonderful minds, and a lot of shit talk on Apostasy Now.
should be naked. Because I'm very much a skeptic. More, I'm, I'm more of a skeptic than I am an atheist. I mean, atheist is a conclusion based on my skepticism. You'll have to come like a little child to the foot of the cross. That attitude is what is responsible for the rise of atheism. That's not what Islam is all about. Islam is peace. What is the penalty for leaving the Muslim faith? With a death penalty. Thank you. This is apostasy now. For people to get the information correct before they start yap, yap, yapping. Get ready to root for the bad guys. Because with the evidence, the only evidence. Welcome to Apostasy Now. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> if the uh, if the audio starts getting choppy, I usually just drop the video later on. Okay. So if you see my video drop out, I'm still there. Okay. Is this a video <laughs> podcast as uh, well as audio? No, it, it's just audio. Okay, good. Because I'm going to be putting on some makeup while we're here. If you'd okay. like a tutorial, <laughs> I can also give you one. <laughs> so you having fun in Vegas? I'm having a great time in Vegas. Uh, a friend of mine uh, is visiting. And uh, she said she was visiting Vegas, and I said, well, I guess I have to come to Vegas, too, and visit everyone. <laughs> Plus, I have a lot of friends here, so it's always a, a, a great reunion when I get to come in and hang out. And we, we uh, a couple months ago, did something called a piercing party where a bunch of us went to go get something pierced. <laughs> so we did it again today, so I have uh, this part of my ear pierced. Okay. Tragus, tragus, targus, who knows? It's a thing. The tiny flap. <laughs> the flippy flap in, in your ear. I got that pierced today. And it's it doesn't hurt or anything. It hurt going in. It doesn't hurt right now. The only uh, I've had two piercings in my life, both when I was in university, of course. First one I tried was my tongue. Oh. and Because uh, I wanted, I was in for theater, right? I wanted one where I could easily not be seen. Yeah. And uh, See, that, <laughs> my girlfriend at the time was like, oh, it doesn't hurt at all. She had one. And I was afterwards, I was like, I strongly disagree with your assessment of the pain value. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it hurts like shit. Yeah, it was quick. I mean, it was quick, but it but did hurt. But you feel like pop, pop <laughs> through the skin because your tongue is a thick piece of uh, muscle or flesh or whatever. And ugh, it's, I've had my tongue pierced twice. Yeah. You have, yeah. To re, you have to relearn how to speak certain enunciation, as it were. That's the fun part. <laughs> the fun part is also when you bite down on it when you're chewing and break a tooth. I did that as well. <laughs> that is, it came out at Christmas dinner. <laughs> oh, God. I had to take mine out. I was like, okay, I'm over it. I'm not, I'm not breaking any more teeth. Yeah. Because you break a front tooth and that's even worse. <laughs> so I was done with it. Uh, is it all right if I, uh, there's a friend of mine named Terry, he wanted uh, to be our uh, guest co-host. He wants to talk to you too. Is that cool? Absolutely. Sure. All right. Let's let this, uh, he's from Newfoundland, so he's a little odd. <laughs> oh, okay. Not like none of us aren't. Yeah. The rest of us are normal, but not. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Terry. Yes. So this is uh, Heather Henderson. Uh, meet Terry Sacre. Uh Hello, Heather. Do I get to see your face? Uh, no, I, I, you can meet my, you meet, this is my voice. Hello. <laughs> meet, please voice. meet my voice. Okay. Nice to meet your voice. <laughs> I already, Why, war I already warned you? her that you're from the, uh, nether regions of, uh, uh, Newfoundland. So 
the, <laughs> the nether regions of Mithlan? <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? I guess well, nether regions doesn't have to be bad. It can be oh so good too, right? <laughs> so what's up, guys? How's everything? Things are good for me. Things are fantastic for me. Uh, yeah, no complaints here. Now, Terry is uh, also an atheist. He uh, does his bit there on the east coast of Canada. Okay. Yeah, sure. I, I, I'm sorry. I should give, a, I guess, a little introduction to myself since me and Heather haven't spoken before. So um, I'm also – so I run a, a blog that I don't blog on very much anymore on Tumblr, uh, mainly because it's, uh, you know, it's like walking a landmine blogging there a lot of the time. Um, yes. Uh, uh, it's the Analyzed Atheist, and I also have a Facebook page uh, with the same uh, same title. Um, uh, and uh, uh, but yeah, so I'm also a regular on Reepso Radio, but uh, that hasn't been recording a whole lot as of late. That's on hiatus, but that's my basic bio. So. So I haven't seen you on Reepso because I think I've been on there twice. Sorry, say that again. I've been on Reepso twice, I believe. Yeah, yeah. she knows Reep. She knows Reep. Okay, oh, yeah. right on. Uh, well, Reap's been uh, going through a lot of life changes, so the the show basically is like he says, been on hiatus. That's probably why it's been irregular. Yeah. So a lot of the regular listeners probably have. Uh, how long were you on? You were on for about a year, Terry, right? Oh, I was on it for like two, three years. Hmm. Yeah, I've been there for I've been on there for a while. Um, when was the last time you were on there, Heather? Oh, it's been a year, maybe. Okay, and it's it's possible that uh, I mean I, I I was on it. I missed a couple episodes here and there just because of other commitments, that sort of thing. It's possible we just missed each other. Yeah. But, uh, I was pretty regular on there for about two to three years. So. Um, or maybe uh, you just forgot. And that's <laughs> and you know what? That's entirely possible. It's just that's just my uh, exceedingly, I guess, uh, uh, being polite Canadian type, uh, trying to make excuses for myself. Well, well, no, I mean, I do a pod, I do two podcasts, and I'll go up to someone, a comedian or something, and say, "Hey, I was wondering if you want to be on my podcast. It's Arden Atheist. Like I've been on your show before." Yeah, I meant you could come back. That's what I meant. That's what did I say? That's what I meant. Come on. That's when you're supposed to say, I, I was just testing you to see if you'd uh, remember me, right? right. right. You've passed the test. And you, yes. Now, please come on the show. So how, how long has uh, Ardent Atheist uh, and Skeptically Yours been going? We just had our 100th episode of Skeptically Yours. Congrats. Uh, and then um, we're close to 200 with Ardent Atheists. We're, I think we're like eh, 170 something. That's close enough. Yeah. <laughs> so we do a weekly show and we go, we do it most every week, mostly every week. We take some weeks off. Uh, and then when we go to TAM or a major uh, convention, we'll do a bunch while we're there to try to just get as many cool people on as we can. Yeah. Yeah. You do them. Uh, now, do you have an audience there of some size when you're doing them live? It's, it's live pro uh, recording, oh, yeah. right? We, we uh, usually will uh, rent out a suite and that uh, has a huge table in it and, and invite people to come and sit on the couch and on the floor or wherever and hang out and be an audience. And it's funny because people, I guess, aren't used to watching podcasts, so no, everyone's afraid to make noise. Yeah. So like, <laughs> something funny, laugh, you're allowed. <laughs> you're allowed to applause, applaud. You can do, you can even shout out something. We'll ask you, what did you say? Because it's a, it's a, it's an interactive show in that way. So 
but uh people people come and they watch and they hang out when they when they know that someone else someone on on the panel is going to be somebody they're interested in it's pretty neat well one of the other things that might be a little different is that um, a lot of podcasters are not really in performance of any kind uh whereas you're a singer i think you've done a number of uh, do you still act or is that uh is it mostly singing uh, you know i'm not uh, actively auditioning or anything like that but i do stuff that people ask me to do so if they need a girl with a mohawk i'm your girl that kind of thing uh, <laughs> but but i haven't really done much lately and you guys have all kinds of performers that swirl around your circle as well and that's a little bit different than a lot of podcasters are kind of just like nerds that are like Hey, let's get a couple of microphones and uh, nerd out. <laughs> well, the idea was for us was to to have comedians as guests because that way the the show will, will be fast paced and uh, fun and and funny, and it's worked for us really well so far. Watch so, uh, or I listen to both shows. I've tried uh, the time slots are a little difficult for me, but I have caught a little bit of your live uh, your live uh, broadcasts. People can check uh -huh. that out. Yeah. Yeah, uh, every, um, every, I'm like, what day do we do our podcast? We do a podcast on a Monday and on Wednesdays, uh, LA time, 7, 7.30 p.m. Uh, to 9. And then if you're listening live, you can go on our website, listen live, and chat in a chat room and see us on video. And we do the premium portion there, too. If you don't listen live, you have to pay $10 a year for the premium. Yeah. Now, what's it, okay, just give us an idea for people who've only heard the audio. What's it like when you guys, what's the, the layout when you're sitting there and you're regular recording? Well, we are very fortunate to have our studio in our apartment. So <laughs> we, we don't have a living room. We have, I mean, a dining room. We have a studio area. So we've got a table and five microphones set up uh, and chairs and camera, four cameras, three or four, three or four cameras set up. Uh, we have a guy who runs our audio and camera switching. Actually, we had a, he runs the camera switching and he runs the audio. And we have guests sitting around us who hang out with us beforehand for a little while, and then then pull up to the table. And uh, it's it's pretty funny because it's neat to see the faces that go with the voices. Yeah, yeah. It must be really cool to just do that so dynamically. It must make it more rewarding in some ways to kind of keep it going and have a bit more of a stamina with, with, with going all the time. Would, would you think that's, that's true? It's definitely better than just sitting alone in your apartment. <laughs> in <the> <laughs> <laughs> time to record the pod. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's funny because, uh, uh, unfortunately I haven't listened to uh, either the podcast a whole lot, but before I came on tonight, I did uh, go on to your website and, and I saw as, uh, as, uh, Mr. Dragonbeard, uh, mentioned that, you know, you're multi-talented and I was like, what? why is she doing this podcast? Not that it's not great. <laughs> I'm sure it's great, but you know, it seems that you could, you know, you probably could have a very lucrative, uh, uh, you know, uh, pr um, career and, and a wide variety of performing arts. So do well, you I seek, do you I, seek fame, Heather? <laughs> yeah. I love fame. Uh, you know what though? I, I was a stage kid. I, my mom was a stage mom. I've been on stage since I was seven years old and I was pretty much forced to do you know, what they wanted me to do. And I did it. I, I've been on hundreds of auditions and I used to travel from New Jersey, uh, South Jersey to New York two or three times a week to audition for stuff in New York. I've done a ton of small shit and a couple of big things. And I got really, really burnt out when I got older, because even after my mom died, when I was 23, I still kept trying to do it for her, you know, oh. become a famous person. And it was just not working. I found, I ran into burlesque and debauchery. 
I ran into the <laughs> fetish world and I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, like it, <laughs> I started just having fun because my whole entire childhood life was just me being a good girl, going to the auditions. And my father was a musician, so I would sing with him and go tour around with him. And and so I just I got so burnt out because you get you'll have a hundred rejections before you get one, yeah. you know, acceptance. And it just started to really, really hit me hard. So I just decided to stop doing that stuff. So now I do, uh, I'll do theater stuff. Um, and then if someone asks me to do it, I'd be, I'd be glad to be a part of your thing. Uh, but I just, even when I think about, cause I live in LA and I think, why am I not going on auditions? But even thinking about going on a freaking audition gives me like, anxiety yeah. that I have to go and be looked at and judged and rejected. And, and I just don't really, I'm not into it. What I'm really into now is the fact that people know me because of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is what trips me out the most. This is why I do the podcast. This is why I um, hang out with these cool, you know, actors and, and people who are in the, the skeptic and atheist community, because I want to be, I would rather be famous for, being an intellectual than being, you know, just an actress or I, I don't want to say just an actress or a singer because I did that most of my life, but you don't get in, get as much respect and, and it, you don't, I don't think you get as many feel good feelings as you do for being respected for your brain. So people, I, people, I, people are not going to see the rejection you're talking about and the hardships. They just see your success when it, when it's, you know, before them. Right. I think it's really interesting to look at hear you talk about your life and like you know the 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 daily grind of the auditions and and that you know particular I guess you know career pursuit um you know and I think about myself like and you know I kind of went through the more you know quote unquote traditional you know high school university that grind of getting a degree and then looking for a job and all this kind of thing and don't get me wrong I've been very 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 fortunate and how I've how and how well I've done, um, but you know I've uh, had like very small extra parts in, in like a couple of Canadian TV shows, and and like I was just like bubbled over with joy to just get like two seconds on camera. Um, uh, and just, it's hard. It, 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 and just just so you know, Heather, Canadian television has like ten people watching at any given time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was literally me and my family that watched it. Ramp canceled. <laughs> well, I'm also bubbled over with joy when I finally get on camera. It makes me very, very happy. I wish I could make that feeling last longer, but you have to go through so much crap first before you can even yeah. get a chance. I mean, I got hired for one job just because I had a mohawk, uh, and I, I kept thinking, "Wow, you know, I don't mind being typecasted. Like, just." Yeah, I'm that girl. Like, pick me for that, you know. And I don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind the extra stuff. You get to hang out on set. You get to meet superstars and be a part of something really, really big. And it's fine with me. I don't uh, want the responsibility of learning lines. God damn it. I uh, saw you uh, recently. I watched uh, Annapolis. Oh God. <laughs> you don't have uh, a whole lot of time on the screen, but you are there. I saw you. You have some speaking lines. And I was considered a principal. I had a chair and a, and a, and a trailer and everything. Awesome. Can you believe that shit? <laughs> I had like three lines and I was giving out mail. Like, here's your mail. <laughs> okay, I'm really good at this, giving out mail. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> you haven't always been in California. Um, was it your desire to be in the entertainment industry originally that brought you out there? No, because I was already in the entertainment industry. I just was doing it in Philadelphia. Okay. Um, and there's plenty of 
places auditioning and stuff in that area. It, you might. It's what's funny is people from, come from L.A. for Annapolis. Most of the actors lived in L.A. and they came to Philadelphia to film because they were doing the Gerard College location, yeah. I believe it was, for yeah. the military academy. So I'm like, oh, well, if you're <laughs> going to come here, I'm just going to stay here, you know? Um, we In Canada, we have that same experience all the time. We have uh, well-known American uh, actors, entire productions coming up here where almost everyone's American, and they're filming in Canadian territories, and it's just a little weird. It's like, oh, yeah, y'all well, moved up here for this. They're just going to come to you anyway. Now, I remember when I was younger, the first time I really, uh, really thought about uh, how big a deal it is for actors that come into Canada or move that far for their show. The guy that played Skinner on X-Files married a Canadian woman while he was up in BC filming. So half, oh, his, half his family is Canadian as a result of his work. That's cool. Yeah. But I came to LA because uh, I, I um, cannot stand the cold. And I suffer from seasonal depression. So I spent my last cold year in Philadelphia. I'd moved there. And uh, I said to myself, I'm never coming back here. Like, I can't deal with one more winter. Uh, or I might just off myself because it's that bad. It's that bad. It's that bad. And uh, so I just decided I'm moving. I'm moving where it's warm. I'm going to LA. And that's just that. so crazy to you know uh, because reap also uh, on reap so like uh, he, he talks about how he can't imagine living in a cold climate and i just think about waking up last winter here where i'm where i'm living you've got like like i almost we got almost three uh, meters which is like uh nine feet ten feet of snow over the winter oh, and like so in my driveway <laughs> it's literally up over my head on either side of my car no no um, not me you <laughs> I I won't do that. I won't. I will visit. Then I will kill someone and leave. <laughs> Probably. So. Well, unless like unless like many Americans, you come up just to skiing. Right. Yeah. I'm just. I, <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. 
So, being known for your intellect now, um, how are things, uh, what kind of uh, conversations have you been getting into uh, lately about uh, uh, atheism, skepticism? Because uh, I know you guys, uh, you and Emery both, uh, do activism for skepticism as far as um, I've seen you handing out pamphlets, uh, getting people to ask questions before they go into see psychics and things like this. Yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I had belonged to some larger skeptic groups and I didn't care for how things were being run uh, in regard to getting stuff done. Yeah. So things taking too long, maybe too many people in the group can't make a decision, that kind of thing, and then it just ideas flounder. So I, me and a couple of friends formed our own little uh, skeptic group called Investigation Network, and we decided we wanted to take action. So we were like, what do we want to do? What do we, what do we really, really hate about you know the things that uh, that happen in the world as far as like woo and you know yep. fraud and mm -hmm. things like that? And we were all uh, agreed that psychics were number one for a bunch of us. So we took, we got a plan together and and we went after uh, really big famous psychics whenever they would come to the LA area. We would just go and protest. And uh, it's funny because they would, some would come out and be very angry with us. And then, the, you know, uh, on the other hand, there'd be those that would be like, why don't you come in and watch the show? <laughs> and uh, we would get back, invited back and stuff like that. So um, it, it became really interesting. I have taken a bit of a respite from our group uh, just because I've been so ridiculously busy trying to get people to pay attention to um, the United Church of Bacon trying to raise yes. money to keep the slammer going uh, and turn it into a, the world's largest skeptic and com atheist community center. So I've been really busy working on that project. Um, I haven't really had time to get with the skeptic group, but it's still going. People are still meeting, people are still planning. Um, there's a skeptic camp planned for next year, um, which is an all day kind of lecture series okay. uh, from local people um, and it's still going strong, and uh, but I'm just really stupid busy trying to get people to give us money for the slammer. Yeah, well, that's one thing I've noticed about you is you always seem to have things that you can post about. You're always uh, actively doing something. I'm, uh, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to get shit done. Uh, I don't know how well I'm doing, I'm, I'm, but I'm at least I'm a promoting bitch. I can promote the shit <laughs> on something. <laughs> and that's why I've been hired to help. Uh, Church of Bacon's come up a couple of times on your show, a few episodes. Um, this... We're an official. We're an official um, part of the Church of Bacon. We are like one of the us in Penn Sunday School. We are like the the church. We're the preachers. Yep. <laughs> so that's how they promote us. You guys are so... clergy. <laughs> we are clergy. I have a certificate. Do you get special collars for that or big hats? No, um, but that's you, the I, I was wondering if you'd just tuck a piece, instead of having the white collar, you'd, you'd tuck a piece of bacon in there instead. <laughs> it, you don't do crazier things. <laughs> that sounds very unhygienic, wearing a, a bacon collar around. Oh, you just eat it after you're done. <laughs> so this, um, the fundraiser, I was going to ask you about that. Um, this is a facility that's going to be used for many different things, right? Where is it located? And what's it's the... in it's in Las Vegas, Nevada, and it's at Penn's old home, the Slammer. I'm sure you can look it up and look the address up. It's it's now, very. I'll, I'll put a link uh, on the show notes. Awesome! I'll send you a link to the Indiegogo unless you already have it. 
I think you posted it. But you send me, you can send it to me again. Yeah. Okay. I we have some awesome perks. We have a phone call from God. <laughs> God, God strangely sounds like Emery, Emery, but <laughs> uh, you get uh, Emery on his knees praying for ten dollars, and for me, it costs fifteen, and I'll get on my knees and pray for you. <laughs> uh, there is there is uh, going to be uh, holy water from uh, the Pen Gillette's uh, hot tub, which has the Jillette <laughs> in it. If you don't know what a Jillette is, look that up, uh, <laughs> and you get some holy water for a fee. Um, there's you can also buy a brick in the Nevadican wall uh, that says anything you want. It's a free speech brick. So there's a couple of different sizes and depending on your donation, you can buy one and you can have it say absolutely anything you want. Awesome. It could even say, fuck you, bacon. <laughs> stupid. It could say anything. We, we don't care. So there's a lot of neat little perks there. And the best perk is that we'll have this place to hold meetings and shows and concerts and uh, movie screenings and bands can play there. There's a swimming, there's a one lap swimming pool. There's a hot tub, there's a sauna, there's a gym. There's, you know, uh, beautiful artwork in there. Penn's gonna leave all his band equipment there so people can use it. Uh, the Penn Sunday School podcast will still be broadcasting there live every Sunday. Uh, it's just going to be a great place to hang out and actually have meetings and get shit done. Sounds awesome. Yep. It's going to be, we just need to get people's attention because you know, when we're, when we're promoting to our friends, we're preaching to the choir pretty much. You think that they would, everyone would jump, would jump on board, but it's, it's wild. Like the, the biggest thing, problem we've had is people are like, well, why doesn't Penn just give it to you? And I'm like, well, he is kind of giving it to us. Yeah. He's letting us use it. We're going to pay rent. We need to come up with the money because there's, there's parts of the place that need to be fixed up. Uh, we need to build a, a, a gravel parking lot or a cement parking lot. We need to make sure that handicapped people can get in, disabled people can get in. Yeah. We need to make sure that, you know, all the, it's up to par so that, you know, we won't have any problems with licensing and, and things. We need to like fix the place up so people can come in and see it and be safe. So yeah, he is giving it to us he could just sell it and and mow the whole thing down and let them put up cookie cutter houses but no he's like i want this i want you guys to be able to do this and he's going to be hanging around too so it'll be a chance to possibly meet possibly meet the big guy so this is going to be a lot of atheists there are they going to have doors big enough for all the egos to fit through I don't know. <laughs> what's funny is pendulette is a very large man and most of the doors are large Okay. <laughs> so well, I, I, I've seen he's he's lost quite a bit of weight uh, he, weight recently. He he has lost a ton of weight. Yeah. yeah, and just so you guys know, he's very healthy. I saw I heard him talking about it somewhere, um, and he had said that it wasn't because he wanted to lose weight per se. He had other health reasons, and it just it was the good side effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he has he's got great doctors, and they were like, I guess you know you got to do something, and he did something, and it's it's. It's worked out really, really well for him. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very happy for him. He looks extremely happy. Well, I'll definitely post that link and I'll share it on uh, the, the places that I circulate. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. No problem. You're the boss. You're the man. <laughs> you got See, this. <laughs> one, of, one of the things about your the show that you guys do is you jump into a lot of controversy. You have uh, no qualms about it. So has that caught you any flack? 
Yeah, um, it's funny is we are our show has no restrictions on language or content. Yes. So we say a lot of different things that might offend people. And our our thing is, look, it's okay to say something is offensive to you. You can't speak for everyone else by saying something is offensive. Right. So people who get with that philosophy uh get us and are they end up being our great friends because we we would never try to hurt anyone we would never try yeah. to seriously you know if someone has a problem we would help them if we can uh, but we are comedians so we make jokes that might offend some people and yes i mean there are people that block me on twitter there are people that you know real refuse to have anything to do with us and won't come somewhere we are because they're offended by us that's fine that's not, not losing any sleep. <laughs> Say that again. Not losing any sleep over it. No, no. no. I, I, I live life and just enjoy my friends and, you know, look forward to the, the good works that we can do. And just because someone might be offended by me, it just doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. It just does not bother me. I like to be sensitive. There we go. We're going. This is the beginning music we play before I start yelling at people. Now. Hello and welcome to the award-winning Argentavius, where reason reigns supreme, not frogs and fish. Today's episode brought to you by billions of years of evolution. Sitting next to me is my co-host and producer, Heather Henderson. Hi, everybody. You know Heather from the Facebooks, on the Intertubes, and from our other hit podcast, Skeptically Yours. You can find links to our guest's website, join our Twitter and Facebook feeds, subscribe to our premium ad-free content. 90 content. minutes. 90 minutes. Oh, we're doing Argentavius. Subscribe to our premium ad-free 90 minutes following episodes and our email at ardentatheist.com. If you'd like to take part in the live chat moderated by the author of the well-known blog, hit and miss Joe Swam. Go to ardentatheist.com forward slash live and chat us up right now. You're better than me. Thank you. And please go to iTunes. Subscribe to our podcast for free. Help us write, write a review. Help us get in the top ten. You may also go to ardentatheist.com forward slash premium and subscribe to our premium ad-free content, content for a measly ten bucks per year. Subscribe now or I'll take your jobs. You'll take their jobs? I'll take their jobs. Take their jobs. Take their jobs. Stop it. We only have two rules on the show. Rule number one, guests may plug anything they want. We're not hypocrites. Go subscribe. And rule number two, if your listeners ever been offended by anything, get a sledgehammer and destroy your computer now. This show has no restrictions on language or content. You certainly have no... <laughs> and certainly has nothing for you, you Mormon. <laughs> I'm happy what I find it. really, What I find really funny about the whole offense thing is that, you know, like, uh, I don't know. I've, I see things that offend me or I find offensive every day, but, I mean, I don't get all excited about it you know what i mean it, it that's just part of living in the real world you know what i mean when when i see or hear about you know religious activities being promoted at public schools or i mean you name it just religious symbolism all around where probably shouldn't be it just because of that's just the way it's always been i find that offensive but i mean you know there's I, nothing you can do about it except do what you can exactly well and i mean you know i should i can only be uh, I guess, really outrageously, uh, you know, upset in so far as I'm willing to stand up and speak against it and cause a fuss. You know what I mean? Like uh, everyone's got their limit of what they're willing to do or what they can do. And, and, and you leave it at that and just go about your day. I think that, you know, if you're going to protest a comedian for saying something, <laughs> you have a problem. Absolutely. Go out and protest, you know, um, female circumcision. Go out and protest, 
uh, you know, children not being allowed to go to the hospital based on religious belief. Yeah. Go and protest things like that. Don't bother a comedian because you disagree with something they said. That's just the dumb thing. I, I hate that shit. So there's also online. There's also a difference between leaving a comment saying, you know, this is this is BS, and then having a whole string of rants, uh, you know, on Twitter or Facebook, just on and on and on, or saying just some some people just lose their mind. Well, because it's, you know, you, you're anonymous when you're online. You, no one has to know who you are, where you're from, what your deal is. And you can say absolutely anything you want. And you can say it without fear of con consequence for most people. And it hurts people's feelings. And it's no consequence of no consequence of yours because you don't know them and you're not there. And I kind of get angry when I'm offended when people tear celebrities apart. Okay, yeah. I mean, in public rants and stuff like that, because there's still people, you know, I mean, if, if you don't like an idea, that's fine. But don't, you know, tear apart looks, tear apart, you know, yeah. uh, you know, they're fat or they're, you know, their face looks like a frog. Don't say stuff like that. <laughs> Just yeah. if you agree with something they say, that's one thing. But um, always, yeah, that always makes it easy when when differences of opinion or uh, like you say, about issues turns into. Uh, especially on Twitter, again, it's images that really turn people's appearance. They highlight everything they don't like, turn it into a caricature. Well, more than a caricature, it's uh, it's like taking a big fat crap on the on something about the person's physical appearance because you don't like something that that they stand for. Yeah, I don't dig that. I don't like that at all. I I, I and a lot of times, I mean, I use my Facebook profile to just really promote stuff that I'm for. I don't use it to tear anybody down, and I don't, you know, I I I. I have videos on YouTube as well, and I've looked at some of the comments, and I laugh because, you know, there's nothing they could do to hurt me uh, on on YouTube. But it's still kind of like sad when someone calls me a dyke or you know, a boy, or and I don't. I think it's I I laugh more than anything else. But still, like I don't get the worst of it. I have seen people get some shitty, messed up comments that have really been hurtful, and and I feel bad. Uh, but it's the way the internet is. It's the way of the West. It's just, you know, they can do whatever they do want. Do you think that there's a correlation between, like, how much your livelihood or how much of your time is spent in that arena, that online arena? So, like, you kind of identify with it that, like, there's a correlation, sorry, between how much time you spend at that and then how affected you'll be by online comments and, like, that backlash? Um maybe i mean for me it'd be like if the le the least time that you spend on there if someone gives you a backlash that comment that's really horrible you might affect you more than if you you're always online and you're used to getting shitty comments from people i think maybe maybe a, a bigger difference would be like uh when joss Whedon got he left twitter um he said it wasn't because of the negative backlash he was getting online because of the movie that he made but a difference would be someone like howard stern and someone like him they each put out material, but Howard Stern is someone who looks for the uh, stirring up shit sort of thing. You know, he he, he kind of anticipates it. Right. Whereas Joss, he put out a movie, and then people were telling him to go and die and stuff. That's that's really that's tough. That's tough. And and I don't tend to look at on Twitter. I get a few um, uh, negative responses, but I just don't post personal things about myself, and I I post things that promote other people. I really I kind of have seen how people have gotten hurt so i stay away with stay away from posting 
posting too much personal information. Although if you're on my Facebook, you see, you know my life because I post shit every moment of the day that I'm doing. And it's about, it's, it's kind of about having a part, other people participating in things and also kind of knowing that the people on my personal Facebook page are kind of family-like. So everyone's excited to see yeah. each other doing well. I don't really have any friends on my my page, although my page is public, anyone can go on there and make a comment or like or dislike, whatever. Uh, but I've come to a point where I, I kind of know what I can post and get away with and what I can't, where people, I stay away from politics. That's the biggest <laughs> thing. Don't post anything about politics because people will shit on you no matter what you do. Feminism, politics, uh, what else? <laughs> uh, fat, fat pictures. Like, no, just... <laughs> Or else you're gonna have a shitstorm on your Facebook what? page, and that's the end of it. And I and I am I am one of those people who do not uh, like fat shaming. I don't like it. Oh, it tearing people down for their for their appearance yeah, for being the, fat. It yeah. makes me angry. I get physically angry, and for my own sanity, I don't put anything about weight loss. I don't put anything about you know. Look at this this chick. She's heavy, but she's got the muscle. I don't none of that shit. <laughs> Stay away from it. <laughs> They'll, they'll just tear you down for it. And I'm like, Bleh. well, you, I was uh, only only in the last few years have I gotten to be overweight because I'm a truck driver. I'm mm -hmm. not like balloon big, but I'm now overweight for the first time. Because you're sedentary. But, you sit down. I mean, yes. It's, down. <laughs> um, but, you know, I remember when I was younger, I had an aunt who once said uh, in the circles we were in that, it, you know, you at least get pushback if you made fun of people's appearance or their natural sort of characteristics and most ways but being fat was open game oh yeah that was her her perspective on it and i hadn't really thought about it when i was young but that made an impact on me that when i would hear when i hear people attack someone else uh for their ideas versus their their appearance weight is often one that comes in right away and that's true and uh another thing is like you know if you're gonna have a debate on my page which i'm all for uh the moment you call someone a name yeah. it's over like you've lost yep. if you've lost your temper to the point where you're calling me an asshole without being able to uh, state your opinion on what's going on. Uh, you know, if you have to curse at me and call me a name in order to get your point across, you've lost. Yep. You've yep. already lost the debate because I won't deal with you anymore. I'm like, oh, we're done. Also, yep. if you mention Hitler, you know, that's, <laughs> that's when you've lost. <laughs> You're like Hitler. Okay, well, you have a good day. And... Hitler, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I, I love me some Hitler. I think Hitler's hilarious, actually. The, the, the memes, the, the, the clothing, the mustache, it's all funny. The shit wasn't funny that he did, but still, I can make fun of him. Yep. You know, I can make fun of anything, pretty much. Yeah, the use of humor. Well, that's another thing that you guys, I'm sure you, you've had many conversations about with people, is that uh, one of the things that uh, when I spoke to Emery, I said that your show had a huge impact on me about was at first, I almost stopped listening to your show when I first came across it, Art and Atheist. Uh -huh. But I but I stuck it out. What was hard for me was that you guys would use words like nigger on there, and you'd be laughing and joking. The uh, igger word. What's that? The igger word. The, yes. Um, <laughs> and it was you know it, it was that's a word that bothers me a lot even now. But what listening to the show allowed me to do, and that's just one example. You said it. You just said it. I didn't yeah. say. It. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I got better at being able to thicken my skin a little bit and understand the context of how people use the language rather than just responding straight out to the word. Um, and you know, we, 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 we use it in a, a humorous way yeah. and I don't, we don't call other people niggers. We just, but saying the word is, is taboo. Yep. So we say it. 
If cunt was taboo, we'd say cunt. Well, it is kind of for some people, but we try to say every word we can just to make it less taboo. And so people can stop using it as a weapon. Cause you know, I mean, if some, I don't think I've ever been called a nigger, but if I did, if I was. Except when you guys are joking around on the show. Yeah. (laughs) But if I had been, I would probably just laugh because that's funny to me. I'm like, what? Really? (laughs) Okay. You're funny. And then that would just break, that would break the whole thing apart because people wouldn't know what to do with that. And, you know, I call myself a zebra and a jigajoo because that's hilarious to me as well. It's just funny because I I, I think it's interesting too that, that like everyone's got their own word that they don't like. You know what I mean? Some people might have, might not have a problem with one word, but they have a real problem with, with another. And I, I just, uh, uh, know someone like a coworker, uh, you know, he, he, he's kind of one of of the good old boys type stuff. And he often still says, uses words like fag and all this kind of stuff. I, I, that's one of the ones for me. And part of the reason, because it hits close to home, because I have a, a, a member of my immediate family is, 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 uh, is gay. So like it really, I mean, it doesn't, I don't like, it's not like it triggers me or anything. It just kind of like, I just kind of get irritated because, you know, it's kind of this. You have a defensive response. Yeah, yeah, it just kind of, and you know, I've learned too. Like he loved to get me going too, so like he sometimes he'll do it just, just purposefully, just to kind of piss me off. So I've learned to kind of let, kind of roll with it and everything. And he's been pretty much stopped doing it now, which is great. But I remember when first when I started working where I am working now, he was like, um, he would say it, and I would kind of just give him a hard time saying, "You really shouldn't say that." And then I remember we were having a discussion, and one day, and he, his kids, he have red hair, and they were getting bullied and getting called gingers at school. Oh, I love that name. I love the word ginger. And he was. <laughs> it's Tim fault. And, but he was getting so pissed he, because at the at his kids' school they were doing this kick a it was called kick a ginger day or hit a ginger day, and they would go around like kicking and punching people who had red hair. Oh wow! And anyways, sounds so like a South like, Park episode. You could you could have but you could have a kick a right handed guy day like you could have a kick <laughs> yeah. day. Yeah, and yeah. And, and, but I mean, you know, he was really upset about this. Right. And, and I remember me and him were talking one day and he was, he said fag. And I was like, uh, you know, I gave him a hard time. Right. And I said, but you know, the other day I said the word ginger and you started to get upset. And he looked at me and said, yeah, but that's different because, and then I could just slowly see the cogs in his brain started to turn. Right. Right. Like in all of a sudden this, this look on his face, he just realized that to me, the word fag hurt or bothered me just as much as when he heard the word yes. ginger being used so and it was finished. that mo- sorry go ahead go ahead finish and it was that moment that from that moment on he used it less and less and less and less frequently because and i mean you know this thing i don't i don't agree with banning language i think it's just important to raise people's consciousness to the point that you know what i mean so you can learn to know your audience so you yeah. can make the adjustments you know what i mean yeah, and um, you know, and and if you have an audience where you can't say things like that, then you shouldn't say things like that because you want to keep your damn job. But <laughs> but me, I don't have that issue, so I say whatever I, I really want well, to. Uh, uh, but 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 um, but try saying to your coworker, you know, um, when you say things are offensive, they're offensive to me. So you know, and and like. I have gay friends and I call them fags all day long. I'm like you fag. I, and I, we make fun of the fact that they're gay and they're fine with that because, because they're, they're okay with it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm okay with, with being made fun of by my friends. I don't care. But, 
you know, and when I when I see them, I'm like, hey, girl, hey, like, is that offensive <laughs> to, <laughs> to you? No, is it, is it offensive to them? Maybe, but but we know each other, we're friendly, and we get each other, and that's okay. Maybe if someone else said it to them, they wouldn't be as kind about it. But so it's whatever's offensive to you is is the thing, and and you know, and if you have sensitivities, you can make it known, but you can't make someone else be offended the same way you are and stop doing what they do naturally. Well, I agree with you completely, and and I, what I find interesting too is re, like the real key is really is knowing your audience because like he may have a group of guy friends that all come from the same upbringing, and like he doesn't mean it in a way like even though you know the way he uses it can come across as a negative negative connotation, but he um, he you know he doesn't mean it to in a, as purposefully to degrade homosexuals, right? So. But he might have a group of guys that he can say that around. And yeah, you know what? If he wants to say around those guys who don't get offended, like I say, fill your boots. That's the Newfoundland saying, by the way, fill your boots, do it all you want. (laughs) Right. So, you know, um, you know, I have no problem with that. Uh, yeah. But like, you know, I, you know, I think that it's, it's, you know, I don't expect him to always walk on eggshells, but like, you know, I consider him a friend, not just a coworker. And, you know, in the workplace too, it's important to be upfront and let people know when maybe they're crossing a boundary because, well, you know, if you're in the I, workplace, you got to follow the rules of the workplace. Seriously. Oh like, yeah. Kids grew around there. You want to keep your job. Absolutely. Uh, but at home, feel free to do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> yeah. Unless you don't want to keep your job, then just. <laughs> Yeah, okay. by all means, I could give you lots of words to say to you both. <laughs> lots. Well, and, and that's all I guess I, I was really saying is that I picked up this idea that reminded me of the importance of context. Words yes. can be used in many different contexts. Sure. So, I, so like, if I call you a cracker, <laughs> I'm just saying it because I'm hungry at the moment. I'm about to go to dinner. So. <laughs> And, and, you know, you're salty and nice. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was silly. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, won't, I don't even know how to sum up what we just all talked about. Let's see. Atheists, uh, racism, uh, offense, uh, bacon, um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was it. <laughs> and, and, of course... Listen to Art and Atheist. And... Listen to Art and Atheist and Skeptically Yours. And I will um, do this again because I have tons more shit to talk about. I might just make you crazy. <laughs> I don't mind criticism. I oh, think I'm that's how we grow. That's how we get better. I don't like the thing called vague booking, vague blogging, where you're talking about someone who happens to be your friend and they're your friend on your Facebook page or in the audience and you're talking about them without talking to them first and saying, hey, this yes. is how I feel yes. about this, blah, blah, blah. But you, but you get, and if you do that and don't like what they say, you still go up and say, well, this person in this group did this, and I don't like it, and tell the whole world about it and make, you know, Everybody knows without having the about. other yeah. person's side to. Who is it that vague books that bothers you? You want to name them? No, I'm not oh, okay. going to I name understand. them. I understand. That's fair. <laughs> but it happens. <laughs> but it happens. <laughs> And that's what the problem is. I think we're vague casting right now. (laughs) I stay away from it on Facebook. I stay away from it online. I'm just saying that if you do it, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got a problem with somebody who is a peer, I'm not talking about Chip Coffee or something like that. If I have a problem with what Chip Coffee's doing, you know, I can write to him and ask him, you know, hey, I have a little problem with you, how you're saying you're talking to the dead and uh, how are you doing that? Because I don't believe that's possible. Like he's going to answer me. But if I have, if, if there's anybody in the skeptic world, 
I mean, who has a problem with something that another peer is doing, maybe Jamie doesn't think of me or Mark Edward as a peer. That's, yeah. that's the only thing I can think of because it's so unprofessional to go onto a stage or a blog or wherever and start, you know, vaguely, like you said, talking about the work they did without even asking them. Are you still, are you still uh, in the No God Band? I am, but you know, we are hopefully putting on a concert really soon to also help promote the buying of the Slammer. And Penn is excited about putting a show on. We just don't know when that's going to happen yet. There's no specific date uh, for that. But before the end of the year, I, I believe, for sure. All right. And it'll be open to anyone. Anyone can come and see the show. Awesome. Um, let's see. Is there anything else that... I, how long do you have till you have, you have to sleep? <laughs> um, actually, leave now to go out to dinner. People are dressed up and waiting for me. Out. <laughs> I'm just I'm the asshole who's keeping them waiting, but that's okay. Uh, also, I don't know when your podcast is going to come out, but this this coming Sunday here in Las Vegas at Pendulette's house, the Slammer, the old house, the Slammer, uh, we're throwing a huge free uh, party from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, that anyone can come to. We're going to be broadcasting live Penn Gillette's Sunday School podcast from 12 to 1.30, I think it is. And then there's going to be a live all-girl punk band. There's going to be uh, the Sun Vegas, Las Vegas Sunday Revival uh, there. They're, they play music using strange instruments. And then um, uh, we're going to have uh, free bacon and donuts. So you'll have you'll be able to come to a bacon and donut party. And I'll be there, and you're, you were there, and you were there. No, I, I'll be there. Emery will be there. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we're just trying to trying to bring the awareness up of trying to get the slammer into our hands so that we can use it to make the world's largest atheist and skeptic community center. So if, if you're around Vegas uh, next Sunday, what's today's date? I don't know. Uh, what is the today? 18th? The 18th. So a week after today, <laughs> come show up at Pen Gillette's house. You can Google it. I bet you'll find the address, and the Slammer, and come hang out with us and uh, have some bacon and donuts. All right. Well, I'll try and get this edited up over the next couple of days. I'll put yours out uh, as quick as I can, and then boom. And boom. I'm going to try and put links in the show notes. Anyone listening, you can go to the webpage, uh, Um You can find links there. Um, and so before you go, would you like to tell people where to find you? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Heather Henderso without the N because Twitter is jerks. And you can find me on Ardent Atheists at Twitter. Ardent Atheist with an S because some jerk stole the Ardent Atheist. Well, yes, uh, because Twitter jerks. <laughs> yes. Uh, you, can you can also find us at Skeptically Your without the S because Twitter is jerks. <laughs> uh, you can find me at hhenderson.com. That's my website. I'm on Facebook. I'm available. Anybody wants to talk to me, I'll talk to them. If you're a person who is um, trying to leave religion, I will give you my time because I can help you, you know, figure out what to do next. Uh, so that's, that's what I like to do. And I like to help people who don't know where to go next. And if you're into offensive humor, you should find me as well. Do it. Awesome. Uh, well, I'll say keep up the good work, Heather. You're doing great. Thank you. Thank you so much.
Good night, Chris. Good night, Meg.